Cardinals uh, do fall to the Giants 31-28 at State Farm Stadium. They are now 0-2, blow a big lead, 21-point lead in the third quarter mm. as the Giants come storming back here to talk about it with us. He uh, joins us occasionally on Mondays. Kind enough to join us again today from the uh, Cardinals broadcast team. Kyle Vandenbosch checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing Kyle. great. Thank you. Um, Jalen Thompson yesterday after the game uh, a couple of times talked about the foot on the foot on the gas that that comment keeping your foot on the gas pedal certainly the Cardinals look differently on both sides of the ball but I'd like to pick your brain Kyle on what you saw schematically on defense in the second half that was so drastically different from what we saw in the first half yeah um, let me first talk about how that game leaves you feel both as a player and as a fan it's like it's like you pay tickets to go to a Bon Jovi concert. They come out, put on a good show. They go backstage for an encore, and Jarrett Carlin walks out to finish the show. Exactly. I mean, it was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well done. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it just leaves you empty. I mean, you you saw some good music. You feel a little bit satisfied, but you walk away saying, "What the heck was that?" And and that's the feeling you get. And look. First so half Bon Jovi, second half Bon Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, it, the NFL so many of the so much of the time comes down to your halftime adjustments. Well, when you were dominating the way the Cardinals were dominating, they didn't need to make any adjustments. They needed to go out in the second half and do the same things they did in the first half. However, it's not just about your halftime adjustments. It's here's the things we had success with in the first half here's how they're going to adjust and here's how we're going to take advantage of it. And I didn't see that. You know, I, I think the Cardinals had the feeling like these guys can't play with us. We're going out there, we're executing on offense, we're making plays on defense, we're making big stops. Let's just go out there and continue more of the same. And the Giants, they, you know, there's there's two types of, of halftime speeches, and one of them is in X's and O's, you get up on the board, here's the adjustments we're going to make. And then second, the second one is, is how you're going to do it. And Somebody jumped on the Giants. Somebody got in their face, um, whether it be Brian Dable or a position coach or a coordinator, and said, look, their energy is way better than ours. They're playing harder. They're executing better. We need to go out and we need to execute just one play at a time. And and that's exactly what they did. And I just don't think the Cardinals did a good enough job anticipating – how the how the Giants were, A, both going to come out of the locker room at halftime with some energy and some fight, and also anticipating how they were going to adjust, and, and on top of that, adjusting to their adjustments in the second half. No doubt about it. All right, and a couple things about this. When, when you kind of dial out after two weeks, I think this football team's been better and more compelling than a lot of people have thought, but does that matter inside a locker room if you get no affirmation? And that is to say, with the schedule that's upcoming, is there a danger here that for all the attempts to build a culture it might you know not be able to to take flight if you don't get a result here or there or sometime in the future no you're exactly right look i've, I've been in that situation it's it's you, you buy in but you've got to at some point get payoff for the buy-in and to come up empty two weeks in a row and if this extends i mean you can see look jonathan gann and nick rollis drew petsing they're doing a fantastic job of getting these players to buy into their vision to play with the type of requisite energy that they need every week however 
if this record goes to, you know, 0 and 3, 0 and 4, 0 and 5, 0 and 6, um, then it becomes more difficult. The players start to look at each other like, hey, the coaches are telling us this is going to work, uh, but it's not, it's not working. We're not getting that payoff. I mean, they fought hard for most of that game. I mean, even the second half. Look, I didn't see it as a lack of effort. I didn't see them just rolling their helmets out on the field expecting to win that game. Um, but, you know, when you come out and you sell out and you play with that type of energy and you come up empty two weeks in a row, uh, players start to look like, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe this changing culture is not – um, giving us the results that we expect. So, um, you know, at, at some point, this team has got to go and play the way they played in the first half and be able to finish. I mean, you know, you remember last year at this time and, and through the first part of the season, the big story was this team starts slow. They can't get first quarter, first half touchdowns. They're always going in um, at a halftime deficit. And it's even more discouraging when you have an inability to finish games, when you play well for three quarters and you give up big, big leads in the second half, that's that's difficult to stomach. So, um, you know, this team has to find a way to finish. Look, they're playing in spurts, playing really good football, playing good offense, playing, you know, executing. They were working the ball down the field. Offense looked less dinky and dunky in this game, and it's, it's just it, they couldn't keep it going in the second half, and I credit a lot of that to the Giants' halftime adjustments and the Cardinals' lack of anticipating those types of adjustments. Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, talking about the Cardinals' loss to the Giants. And so much has been made, Kyle, about the struggles at home for the Cardinals. And we could diagnose diagnose this through the lens of, of the fan experience. But what does it do to the psychology of a player when you don't have that feeling? Not only you're not winning at home, but maybe you don't even feel that welcome in your home. That second half was just kind of a parade for, for, for Giants fans. What does that do for the psychology of a football team in a locker room? It's tough. You know, it's tough when you have an opportunity to put the game away in the fourth quarter and the opposing fans are loud in your stadium. It's, it's as a player, I saw it as a slap in the face when, um, you know, when an opposing team comes in and their crowd has an impact on the game. And it's going to continue to be that way until we get some wins at home. Um, You know, again, um, you know, it's got to be tough for the average fan to, you know, spend an entire day to invest the type of investment they're making to come and watch and support their team um, and, and not, you know, and to always leave disappointed. And so, um, look, I, I am so encouraged by this team. I, I'm, you know, this team is playing better again in spurts, better than I anticipated. This team has more talent than I think most people anticipate. They've got playmakers on both sides of the ball, and they're going out and they're executing. It's just the consistency and doing it for four quarters. That's a tough part. And, and, you know, for fans that are staying the entire game and, and, you know, fighting traffic and spending their hard earned money on these games, it becomes, you know, difficult. And as players as well, I mean, it's, uh, again, you know, it doesn't matter in the NFL how you win or how you lose. It's all about just getting in the win column. And when you fight, and, and trust me, uh, I mean, I can see it with my own eyes. This team is playing hard. They are playing for each other. There's no selfish play. They're going out there and they're executing. But to come up empty at some point, yeah. you know, when it goes south, players are going to be like, I got to get mine. I got to start worrying about next year. I got to yeah. start 
um, you know, preserving my body for my next contract. And, you know, so it, 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 I, as far as I can see, Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis, Drew Petsing, they're doing a fantastic job of leading. But I think their leadership is going to be tested in the coming weeks with, you know, the tough part of their schedule coming up. So much, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, when you take a look at the quarterback, so much of what Josh Dobbs did yesterday was really good, and he kind of fulfilled the promise that he would be markedly better. What do you think of him? Is it, does he intrigue you on on any level? Do you think there's more there that uh, a higher ceiling than maybe we even thought going in? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen. Um, a jump for an inexperienced quarterback, I mean, inexperienced playing time from one week to the next, like I saw with Joshua Dobbs. He looked poised. Um, he looked accurate throughout most of that game. Um, he showed a degree of toughness. Um, and, you know, those are things that inspire the entire offense. It's not um, our offense needs to go out there and execute in spite of our quarterback play. It's our quarterback is out there balling. He's fighting. He's, he's sacrificing himself to get into the end zone, so everybody else has to match him. And that's what will serve this offense well. When the signal caller, when the guy behind center is fighting as hard as he is, it does inspire the play of everybody else in that locker room. Kyle, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us this Monday morning. And uh, excellent shot on Jarrett to get the conversation started. Well done. Yeah, I, I had to. It's uh, it, I, I'm part of your show, so I'll try to bring one every week to take a shot at Jarrett. Please do. Please do, Kyle. We, we look forward to your next visit already. Thanks, You're Kyle. Awesome.